Good morning, 889 The Bridge. This is your host, Dylan Shobe. Alongside, joined with me is Nick Matone. Hello, hello, hello. And we're going to have some music for you today. Today's an interesting schedule day for Mercer Island High School. The juniors are taking the PSAT, so we decided, hey, that's free two hours to be on the radio. Best, Best thing part. to do is talk about music, am I right? Oh my god, there's nothing better. Nothing better. <laughs> exactly. So, what we cooked up for today is we got two hours, right? Starting at 9.30, going to end around 11.30 as well. And Nick chose five songs. I chose five songs. So these are from the, the back pages of our Spotify's, of our <laughs> Apple Music's, if you will. The most and listened to's. Exactly. And the second hour is actually going to be a bit of a theme. We have no lyrics. So instrumental None. songs. It's going to be awesome. So if you're not a fan of that, still listen because, you know, you never know what you'll find. And you know, Maybe some, you will be a fan of Some of the songs may surprise you. Some of them have a really interesting backstory that you may, exactly. may find interesting. We did a lot of research behind all these songs, so we're excited to share what we know about them. And our first song for today will be what, Nick? Uh, this is Spirit 2.0 by Sampha, a British artist. And this is off of their most recent album, Lahai. All right, let's do it. Life will catch you, life will catch you, spirit can catch you, yeah. Sky. 
Girl can catch you, girl. Friends will catch you. Friends will catch you. Time will catch you. Flash will catch you. Ways will catch you. Life will catch you. Love will catch you. Spirit can catch you, girl. Faith will catch you. Friends will catch you. Time will catch you. Flash will catch you. This is your host, Dylan Shove. I'm KMIH89 The Bridge. That was Spirit 2.0 by Samfa. That was Nick Matone's choice here. Yes, sir. We're doing a show about music this morning. Had to hop on the air. It's been a lot of fun. I got coffee in my hand. I got a great music partner in the chair next to me. Yes, sir. And let's let's unpack this one. Bagel to your right, exactly. Nothing better than that. Nothing better than talking on the radio, too. So Spirit 2.0. What'd you think, Dylan? I liked it. Um, Samfa's just one of those artists, like, I feel like... He's so crafty with the instrumentals and making yeah. them fit with his lyrics and his voice. And everything seems like it's like kind of like a school project in that it's it's fine-tuned. Like yeah. like a good school project, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's fine-tuned and everything just kind of blends together. And it's like an emotional experience, sort of, is how I view his music. Like Incomplete Kisses, Plastic, 100 Degrees. Like the instrumentals match how his tone of his voice is. And he's such an articulate singer they're parallel that, with each yeah, other it's, it's parallel for sure and this song you know is off his latest album and he said that when he made the song that you know he was walk like i can feel it when i listen to it. he was walking through parks which is what gave him the inspiration to write it and he was really inspired by west african music and some of these really? things for you can really one? listen yeah so he said about like the drums and you could hear some of the drums were like rumbling like duh, 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 duh. like i don't know i i feel like that was evident to me, and I just really I love that song so much. It's yeah. very calming, peaceful, something you can like wake up to, meditate to, as well way. as peaceful. It has a deeper meaning too. You're just reading. He uh, talked about the song to the Rolling Stone, and was like, it's about acknowledging that there's moments where it's beauty, but there's also harsh realities in life, and that learning to like reach out to people requires strength too, and it, it yeah. kind of has this connection to, to mental health in a way. What, when was the song released? Uh, this was released June twenty eighth. So okay, so pretty recent. Pretty recent yeah. um, it's very current with the times. I think that's topical to today. Um, but a lot of the lyrics just kind of representing, you know, like facts. Life is 
hills and valleys like strikes and gutters it's going to be it's going to be rough at some times it's going to be good and and it's interesting how he packages that in such a beautiful way with his voice yeah when it's kind of um what do they call that where two things juxtaposition yeah bingo okay Shout out uh, it's kind of like that in a way, which I think a, a lot of music and a lot of artists uh, juxtapose things, which is an interesting device to use uh, when we talk about songs. Yeah, and there was a really, really great uh, reference to a novel called Jonathan Livingston Siegel, which was a, a novel written in like 1970. And basically, the novel is about the seagull who wants to become more. And the whole theme is spreading your wings to really become your fullest self and mm. one of the lyrics says just like Lana, jonathan livingston seagull try to catch the clouds as i free fall trying to catch everything try to take it all in because you only have one life it's beautiful <laughs> all right now show we got one of your songs exactly we're gonna have walking on the moon this is by the police this is if my dad was listening i told him i'm gonna be on the air today um one of his fa- favorite bands as a kid um this is actually a reggae song by the police you know they're a classic rock band from britain um, this is off the second studio album, Regatta de Blanc. And it's interesting because it's so different from what they usually put out, but it's one of their biggest hits ever. Um, so it, it still has a, a, the police vibe, like you're going to recognize it. But um, if you haven't heard this one, it's super popular. I don't know how you wouldn't have, but here it is for you right now, Walking on the Moon by the Police. Thank you. 
That is Walking on the Moon by the Police. This is your host, Dylan Chauvin. Camera H, Mercer Allen, 889 The Bridge. Man, that was a good song. Yeah. Really just vibey. I mean, ethereal. The reggae beat actually fits really well with Sting, uh, Sting's voice. It's unbelievable. And we were just talking about it before coming back. This is just one of those songs where the, the backstory is just awesome. This is... Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Um, I unpacked last year on our show, Going Hard and Going Deep with Claude Cobbs and Go McDonald's, um, about how... Or actually, no. I was writing about it. It was for my website. Anyway, different different thing. Uh, it was, I think it was... Um, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival song. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which it is. It's, um, oh, I'm trying to, uh, Born on the Bayou. Okay, perfect. Oh, yeah, I yeah. had to take a second to, to really dive my brain to <laughs> grab that one. Another banger, by the you way. You know that one? Let's of course, go. Come on, perfect. Come on. Okay. Anyway, you know the, the backstory behind it or not? I don't know the I'm backstory. Gonna, I'm going to go into it. Um, so I think it's Tom Johnson. Is he the lead singer? I, that I might be, you, be okay. Yeah, exactly. That might be the Doobie Brothers lead singer. I get it all mixed up because all that music, the '60s folk rock, is super similar. That it kind of all just mushes in your brain. Yeah, you're looking out for me. Thank you so much. Um, anyway, whoever the lead singer is, we're gonna check on that for a second. Um, he came up with the song while staring at a wall. I swear, Nick. He literally store. <laughs> he stared at a wall and then thought of it. John Fogerty. Okay. Anyway, Tom Johnson staring has to be Doobie Brothers lead singer then. Okay, got it. Anyway, he's he was staring at a wall, and he's never been to the bayou, never been to the south ever in his life, Nick. <laughs> CCR is a band from San, San Jose, I'm pretty sure. And he said, I've never been to the south before, and I just pretended to, to like come up with lyrics and be from the south in this song, and I was like, that's awesome. Anyway, the, the cool part about Sting here in The Police Walking on the Moon is that he said that he wrote the song when he was drunk one night after a concert in Munich. So uh, the following morning, he remembered the song and wrote it down. But this is what he said. Um, I was drunk in a hotel room in Munich, slumped on the bed with the whirling pit when this riff came into my head. I got up and started walking around the room, singing, walking around the room. Yeah, yeah. Walking around the room. That was all. And so what's interesting is that's not even part of the song now. So... <laughs> And he said also, in the cool light of the morning, which is a very poetic way to way to talk to a newspaper or something. Of the course, cool light, says it. The cool like, light of the morning. I remember what had happened, and I wrote the riff down. But walking around the room was a stupid title, <laughs> so I thought of something even more stupid, which was walking on the moon. And something so stupid became something so awesome. That song is amazing. That song really is amazing. It's I such mean, a vibe, man. The, ba- the backstory honestly adds to it, because <laughs> yeah. it's like, of course he's hungover and he's thinking about walking on the moon like, of course uh so I, I love it i love it it seems like he'd be like smoking to to come up with the song but exactly he's drinking which is an interesting thing one of the best parts about doing these shows and like diving into behind the songs that you listen to is there's so many things that like little nuances that you exactly. have no idea were part of the making of the song which is just fascinating to me it really is and especially and this gives us a chance to really dive deeper into the song which is really awesome like this song was, even though it's seemingly written about a hangover, it's actually, part of it is dedicated to one of his, like, uh, I guess, lovers, who, hmm. you know, he says, w- w- walking back from your house, walking on the moon, like, he, he doesn't so feel any gravity. after. doesn't feel any gravity from, you know, being with her, so I find that interesting. Yeah. And it's a nice co- tie-in. Coming up, coming up next, we have Do Wop, That Thing, by Miss Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill, jeez. One of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, 
former member of the Fugees, uh, and this was her first solo song off her album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. More coming up about this song after it plays. And it's him and it's women, him and it's men. Come in the club like who the fans. Don't care who they defend, Papa Yang. Right. You got yeah. Let's not pretend. The one to pack pissed out by the waist, man. Chris out by the casement. Still the name of the basement. The pretty face man. Claiming that they did a bit, man. Need to take care of their three and four kids. Been the face in court case when the child supports late. Money taking heartbreaking. Now you wonder why women hate me. The sneaky silent man. The punk domestic violence man. The quick to shoot the semen. Stop acting like boys and be men. How you gonna win when you ain't right with them? How you gonna win when you ain't right? You're listening to KMIH 89 The Bridge. That was Doo-Wop That Thing by Miss Lauren Hill, one of the classics, classic artists of 
the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, this song actually by itself won two Grammys, one for wow. best R&B song and another for best female R&B vocal performance. For sure. That was a whole essay in a song. I mean, it really was. It's a lot of words. You know, in, in my... <laughs> it's a lot to unpack. In my English class right now, we're, we're working on, like, lenses and whatnot, like, the feminist lens. And yeah. it's really interesting just because my, my brain kind of goes to that anytime I hear any piece of media. And it's, it's interesting. This song has such a distinct message about... Huge feminist lens, for huge. sure. And I'm definitely going to... I'm definitely going to have to revisit this and show it, talk about it with my teacher. But the one of the main, like, messages I took away from the song is just... For women, holding a higher standard for yourself. Yeah, uh, you know, for sure. Don't let men just, you know, do what you want to them or do what they want to you. And for men, like, act act your age. Like, you know, don't don't try to be a big shot. It's just so, it's so interesting because even though it's a little bit old, it still rings true today. For sure. And one of the most fascinating things about, uh, just to tie back to what I was saying about, it was a whole essay, is that the fact that rap music can, can fit so many words because the, the cadence is so much higher than let's say rock or definitely pop um that you can you can layer so much more meaning into a song than a rock song or a pop song which is really fascinating and we unpacked this one last year played on the station before but i i'm totally with you there doo-wop is uh obviously parentheses that thing is the most important part of this song about how uh sexual relations and relationships um are exploited by both sides mostly men but that woman um, need to hold themselves to a higher standard is kind of what the message Lauren Hill is is sending out. But she's also almost like a sisterhood. Yeah, in a way. exactly. And and she's definitely more calling out men for sure. For sure. That's been historically the bigger issue uh, in terms of that. Um, not that thing, but um, <laughs> but that thing yeah. as in relationships uh, and um, intimate relationships for sure. Yeah, and. You know that her album "Miseducation" of Lauren Hill, you know, which this song was the lead single off of, won five Grammys, which is ridiculous. I, uh, you know, I think it won like album of the year, which was kind of unheard of. For... And it's "Miseducation," right? Yeah. So she's talking about how, kind of the the faults of, not the faults of uh, her growing up, but also like the faults of society and things that are miseducating woman in the world i think is is i haven't listened to the album fully but just by the by the tell of you might need doo-wop, to you can you can tell that that's the um kind of the uh the mo of the, the album yeah for sure and it's just it's a timeless classic you know for it to have such a long-standing impact and for it to win like i think it won best album or best album at the grammys for you know, a black female artist. It's it, pretty impressive. When was it released? Too. Um, oh, it was 1998. Okay, was so it was released. Definitely, since it came out in the late 90s, I'm going to take a stab that it it with how successful it did. It, it definitely draw draw drew. Sorry, yeah, past true. particles. <laughs> uh, drew a lot of eyes to rap, and it's awesome because it's a it's a female voice who created such a great song, and it's so it's so catchy and it's so groovy that. Like the first forty five seconds with the with the 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 piano and everything, it, it kind of just catches your attention, and then you you realize, oh, I'm moving my head to some some real stuff here, some real layers in terms of the lyrical uh, meaning that that is in the song for sure. And yeah, we have another song coming up, show that Woo! you picked, Palace Curse. We're we're both. I can already tell. We've never talked about it, but we're both like huge Tyler the Creator. Fans, oh, I I'm love Tyler sure. so much, yeah. man. <laughs> I'm going to ask this because I wrote 
I wrote on my website about it a whole review. Um, Cherry Bomb the documentary. Have you seen mm-hmm. that? I have like, not. No, that's a must watch. Okay, I'll okay. watch your Dr. Dre. You have documentary. to watch the Defiant ones, and I gotta yes. watch Cherry, Cherry Bomb, Bomb the, documentary. the documentary. Okay, it's every single song within the album. Is that is that your favorite? Or is Flower Boy your favorite? What is your favorite? I'd say Tyler my favorite creator? Tyler oh. is probably Igor. Really? Okay. Igor, yeah. Interesting pick. Okay, I, I'm a Cherry Bomb guy. Really? It's just his rawest, most crafted album other than Flower Boy, I'd say. And that documentary has biased me for sure in terms of um, Cherry Bomb uh, and liking that album the most. And he goes into... It's just raw footage of like him and his friends. In the studio. And, and ASAP Rocky and everybody. Oh, and man. the music videos he did, the concerts he did, and every like coming up to the release of the album goes into every song and how he made that song specifically. So, like, he goes into, you know, Run. That's, yeah. like, that really, like, has, fast-paced, he's super aggressive in the mic. Does that ring a bell, that song? I think so. Okay. The, the most notable one for me is Smuckers. Okay, yeah. I think I know every He goes into Smuckers, and I'll just dive into that one because it's, it, it yeah, it's one of my favorite songs, too. And <laughs> there's just footage of, like, him in Kanye's, like, personal studio in his house, like, talking <laughs> with him. There's just the most, like, exclusive footage. He's talking about how he makes wow. songs, and you can see, like, I watched this. I commented on the YouTube video. Like, whoever does that? Like, yeah. do you ever do that? I do. That's I, I, I can't yeah. even lie. I, I only do that when I when a video really touches me, and I comment, commented on that. Every time I need motivation, I come to this as a creative binge. Every year I watch that documentary because it motivates me after I watch it. How is a video that that's good, that 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 is that good, and a documentary that is that good on YouTube motivate me to like be on my creative stuff in my own life? That's how amazing that documentary is. Okay, I need to watch it. Yes, and it 1, seems 000%. like we need to listen to some exactly. Tyler, we the do. Creator this right is now. Palace slash Curse. This is off of the internet. This is not Tyler the Creator. Um, the internet is like wait, go down. Oh wait, no, you're good. Uh, alternative R&B band made up of vocalist Sid, keyboardist Matt Martians, bassist Patrick Page II, drummer Christopher Smith, and guitarist Steve Lacey. So a lot of big names. You got Sid, Steve Lacey, uh, Tyler, the creator, featured on this one. And all you need to know, because it's going to be a little confusing in the beginning, is that he's DJing a house party in this song. And he's playing the song that the internet's made. Like, So it's kind of like a double universe kind of thing. Uh, and it's, it's really, really interesting. interesting. Uh, it kind of talks about alcohol a little bit like don't drink and drive a lot of things that are mentioned there that aren't like significant or relevant to the song but a lot of these lyrics are really interesting and it's just a beautiful song i mean the production is just amazing when you got six great minds working on one song it's amazing what can happen so this is palace slash curse uh tyler the creator and the internet Oh 
Y'all ain't never been to a party before? I don't know what to say, but I couldn't let you get away. I was admiring your pretty face. Come my house. That was Pal slash Curse by Tyler the Creator. Love that song. It's a really good one. And really interesting. You have the DJing done by Tyler. And it's like in its own universe, and just the instrumental is so good. What do you think of it, Nick? I love it. I love it so much because it's just it's just vibey. It just it's rhythmic, and it's like it's a song you can toss in the background and just you know complete whatever you need to do. It's like a creative stimulus. You know, it's a creative coffee for me in my eyes. Like exactly, you're just listening like a lot to of, it. A lot of Tyler's music is like that too. Just like um, you were talking about before. the documentary. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, I just love that song. Exactly. So coming up next, we have let's do it a different a different type of song than anyone we've played so far. This is going to be Exhibit C by J Electronica. J Electronica is one of the, one of the enigmas of the rap industry. People were calling him the next Nas, and this song is the reason and why. Tell me about you said that he didn't drop uh, something for like. Tw- 20 years or something what was that thing you were telling me about yeah i'll, I'll tell you about that after okay the sounds song. good sounds but good i he, spoiled that a little <laughs> it's all good but this is exhibit c by j electronica um Take a robber, take a 
bust up. That's why when you talk that tough talk, I never feel you. You sound real good and you play the part well, but the energy you're giving off is so unfamiliar. I don't feel you. We need Sean Miller. Hit me up on the phone, said what you waiting on. Tip hit me up with a twit, said what you waiting on. Diddy send a text every hour on the dot saying when you gonna drop that first, you taking long. So now I'm back spitting that he could pass a polygraph. That Reverend Run rocking Adidas out on Hollis Ave. That FOI Marcus Garvey, Nikki Tesla. I shocked you like an ill electric field, J Electra. Oh my god! They call me J Electronica. That. Call me J Elect Hanukkah, J Elect Yamaka, J Elect Tramadam, Muhammad Asalamaka, Rasulullah Subhanahu wa ta'ala through your monitor. My Uzi still weigh a ton, check the barometer. I'm hotter than the motherfucking sun, check the thermometer. I'm bringing ancient mathematics back to modern man. My mama told me never throw a stone and hide your hand. I got a lot of family, you got a lot of fans. That's why the people got my back like the Verizon man. I play the back and fade the black and then devise a plan. Out in London, smoking, vibing while I ride the tram. Giving out that raw food to lions disguised as lambs. And by the time they get their seat tight and deploy all their henchmen to come at me from the treetops. I'm chilling out at Tweet Stock, building by the millions. My light is brilliant. That was Exhibit C by J, J Electronica. Man, <laughs> that that song. I'm sorry. I, I I was like rapping the whole song while we were <laughs> while we were uh, while the song I was can playing. Confirm. <laughs> Man, it, that song just gets me motivated. It chron it, it it like does a chronological story of J Electronica from basically when he was homeless on the streets of New York without even a single slice of pizza to his name, which is what he said, to where he's one of the most like excited or one of the artists that everyone is excited about. He was, you know, getting calls from Nas, Diddy, uh, TIP. Um, so it's the story of his life and literally a song, right? Pretty much like from when he was homeless to where he was at when the song released, which was he was supposed to be the next great thing in hip hop. He was supposed to be the next Nas. He got comparisons to all of them. And unfortunately it never panned out because he had a lot of mental health issues and it's unfortunate, some stuff like that. But, you know, the whole he's, he's such an enigma because he disappeared for about 10 years after the song released. 
at the end of the song, it says, oh, nine act three. And, you know, just blaze the producer kind of ad libs the end of the song. He said, this is the first chapter of the end, the last chapter of a new beginning. And this whole reference was Jay Electronica was supposed to have a three album series. He released the first one, which was, it was supposed to be three acts, act one, eternal sunshine, act two, parents of nobility and act three never came out. Parents of nobility was released to title, but it was taken down like hmm. a month after it came out. And Act One: Eternal Sunshine came out. It's still on YouTube. Amazing album. But I haven't ter- I haven't heard about title since uh, Kanye. Remember that whole 2016 like 17 thing about him like moving to title or something? Yeah, and then he just never did. Yeah. So what? Title's not a. Is it? It is a streaming service, right, or something? I think it is. Or but it's I think not it's a label, like, right? N- no, I think it's not a label because. It's Jay Z's streaming service. Okay. Jay Z's label is it's Jay Z owns title. I think he started it. Interesting. I could be wrong because I remember there was there was all this buzz around Kanye back in his like golden era of music. And he was recently like Life of Pablo and everything. Uh, that was that also he was like, like crazy. He's moving the title, man. We're not going to be able to listen to his music <laughs> on Spotify. So that that was a big thing back in the day. Back in the day, I say like five years ago. Yeah. Jeez, five. I'm young. I mean, anyway. well, that Loki was like seven. Eight years ago, 2016. It's wild. That's crazy how you said five years ago. How that's wow. That's my that's my perspective on it. Um, this song is interesting because it's one of the songs I've heard, but I I couldn't have named the artist. I've you. I've heard this song a, a lot and like snippets of it, and it, it it was familiar when you told me to listen to it before the show. Like I I turned it on, and I was like, oh, I've definitely heard this, and like that the the beat is so iconic. Like I. I've heard this other places, I swear, like not just from Jay Electronica's song, but somebody's had to have remixed this because I've totally heard this beat. I anyway. think it's one of those beats that people do freestyles with, if that, and, that yeah, makes sense. You know what I mean? that would make sense. It's totally freestyleable. I think that's what's really interesting about rap, too, is my phone keeps going off with a million notifications. Anyway, um, is that there's so, like, with, like, rock or different genres, you can't really take a beat and have any lyrics that are different than the original, but rap is so awesome because it's so universal that you can have Jay Electronica's beat and Jay-Z could go rap on it or Tyler Creator could go rap on it. Um, and that's what's so fascinating about rap is that there's so much you can do with it and, like, freestyling is a thing. Like, is freestyling a thing in rock? No. Is it a thing in pop? Is it a thing for singing? Not, I don't think so, but it's just amazing Yeah, and how diverse rock is, yeah. Or rap is. Yeah, you're I'm good. losing my mind today. <laughs> it's, it's been a morning. Man, just some some of these some of these verses are just ridiculous. So I just want to talk about this one, and then we can yeah, move on to it. another song. So this verse, or part of this verse, says, "Call me Jaylek Hanukkah, Jaylek Yarmulke. I don't know how to pronounce it, but Jaylek Hanukkah, Jaylek Ramadan, Muhammad Assalamakum, Rasul Allah Subana Wa Taala through your monitor." I couldn't even say that, but he says he calls himself Jaylek Yamaka because a yamaka is worn on the top of your head, basically saying that I'm always on your head like a yamaka. <laughs> that had my mind blown when I first found out about that. And I was like, oh, wow. His, name, his name's always on your mind like a yamaka. Yeah. Wow. So I just know. I don't know. This, this song just has so many layers. I mean, I could write a whole paper about it. There's just so many layers to it. Um, yeah, it's, rapper. That's another thing with rap is that the artist gets so creative with it um, that it's just fascinating. What what bars just fly like whoosh straight over your head that exactly. you just didn't know. There's so many on this album. It's amazing. 
So, show we have one of your songs coming up next. Oh, yeah. talk what about do it? we have? We have communication, communication breakdown. breakdown. I'm a big Led Zeppelin guy. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, perfect. We're gonna we're gonna be in tandem here then. Uh, this is the lead single on Led Zeppelin's self-titled and debut album. Um, it's it's iconic because I'm gonna talk about it after. But Iron Maiden and Soundgarden have covered the song. It's had such a vast impact on. All types of music that's rock and rock inspired that I'll get to in a second. But here is Communication Breakdown by Led Zeppelin. This is, your host Dylan. <laughs> this is your host, Dylan Schaub on KMH, Mercer Island, 89 The Bridge. That was Communication Breakdown. This wow. is the, the two-hour live session, jam sesh, if you will. And that was the last song of our first hour. Exactly. Which was, you know, just whatever songs we've been feeling. I was definitely feeling that one, Schaub. <laughs> just, oh, the solo. The guitar, the guitar solo. Oh, my Jimmy goodness, Page. Man. Shout out Jimmy Page. Um, you know, he, he okay. Jimmy Page apparently plays the guitar in some of the craziest ways. Well, well, my dad was telling me the last time we were listening to Led Zeppelin together is that he played his guitar. You know, normally a guitar is played, mm-hmm. right? Like, eh, I don't know how to think of it. Like, how to, like, describe <laughs> we know, a, we know, a, yeah. a normal guitar play. <laughs> he played it straight up, like, vertical. <laughs> what? Like, where you put your, I guess, left hand if you're playing a righty guitar. It was vertical. And he was like, oh, my God, I can't even describe it. But Shob... Shob can see what i mean but it was crazy he was doing some crazy stuff with the guitar which makes sense because you can hear that guitar solo i mean two songs back to back that were just upbeat energetic 
Yeah, Shobe <laughs> just pulled up a picture. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I don't know. I love that song. I love Led Zeppelin, one of my all-time favorite bands. And I didn't even pick the song, so and, look and at that. This is going to blow your mind, too, is the fact that uh, the Rolling Stone said the downstroke riff off of Communication Breakdown, which is literally what we're talking about, it, it's very similar to punk rock that that had came out seven <laughs> years so ahead later of their time this was 1969 jimmy page ripped that on communication breakdown and then people were like hey doesn't this sound familiar and it sounded a lot like communication breakdown by led zeppelin so that came kind of it was ahead of its time like you said uh and not very deep in terms of lyrical uh components but um basically robert plant Speaks of a girl in the song that he's driven crazy for, but he's having a communication breakdown literally because he can't find the words to tell her. Um, it's always the same. It is is very, um, I mean, it's literally what he means. It happens every time that he falls for a girl, and yeah, so it's that's, that's crazy basically the song. song. It's amazing. Well, show we're nearing. It's it's ten twenty four. But yeah, we're, we, we're a little quick on the hour right we're here. We're nearing ten thirty, and so that means it's almost time for our instrumental hour. Exactly. I'm looking forward to this. Let's do it. Uh, we're, be, start, we're starting with you, right? Yeah, I, I, I guess so. And this is going to be a different, totally different, you know, vein of songs. Uh, so prepare yourself. It's not going to be as hyped up as <laughs> Communication Breakdown. Yeah. I'm going to hover around the same time period for you guys. It's going to be about 50s, 60s stuff. Nick's going to be more current. He's got some Kenny Beats stuff. That's what we're going to start with. And yeah. amazing. Um, you wouldn't even call it. I mean, I mean, guess yeah, he's an artist, but you'd call him like a producer I yeah think. producer that's that's right yeah but producer this, this this album his recent release louis he dedicated to his father hmm. and we'll play two songs we're gonna play last words and then hold my head kind of so. ironic last words there's gonna be no words in these songs for the next hour <laughs> exactly. so lock in strap into your seat and get the coffee get the bagel going let's do it this is last words by kenny beats kenny beats let's do it
forever, so you can't ever tell me goodbye. If ever, I'm a mortal, I'm a statue, I'm a, I'm a public figure, trophy that's nice and shiny. I'm here forever, like air. Nobody say goodbye to the air. That was Hold My Head High, or Hold My Head, by Kenny Beats. Man, I love that album so much. There's a great backstory to, to it, too. Um, Kenny Beats recorded it in one month, from starting on December 1st all the way to December 25th. And this album a was... Christmas present after he finished. Exactly. And it's a little bit sad backstory, this song. Uh, this song was dedicated to his dad, uh, who gave him Kenny, Kenny Beats, the nickname Louie. Uh, his dad at the time was sick with cancer, but he said the point of this album, really, which I find interesting, because he said that this isn't like an I love you album to his dad. He said, the point of this album is for any person who has a family member where love is a complicated word. He said, his dad and him have been through terrible stuff. The point is to think about those people who have pushed you to the edge, let you, yet you still love them. Like, there's a couple things you've done, but I still love you type type of thing, and I just love that sentiment. It's like family is family, and they're only here yeah, for no a little bit. Yeah, no matter what. For Man, sure. Just a be- beautiful last to- last song, um, like that, holding that, my that head That song high. made me forget what Last Words even was. It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> I just straight, for- straight forgot. We went from Last Words straight into Hold My Head. We didn't break in between the songs, so those were two Kenny Beats songs, if you're a little confused. Um, hold My Head, that was my favorite. Um, we said non-lyrics, but there's a little bit of lyrics in there. You know, it's kind of mixed in, but it's unintelligible so yeah. and it's like some samples and you know it's used in a creative way it's the instrumental first and the y- lyrics are used as a part to just yeah it's like it it's, it's a little bit of a reverse like usually the lyrics are in front of your instrumental but it's more like the instrumentals dominating which i find interesting you don't find that uh anywhere else than like a post-punk kind of songs where the the instrumentals really like the drums and everything gets really loud um yeah uh, anyway that was kenny beats i love yeah, I'm going to get to that in a second. <laughs> anyway, Kenny Beats, uh, whenever he collabs with artists, it's always amazing, too. Have you like, watched his series, The Cave? We're just going through everything. No, I haven't. 
You, oh my goodness, the Killer Chove. You have to watch I that. I mean, I've maybe seen an episode or two of that, okay. I think. Yeah, 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 I have. But that was like a while ago. I haven't watched that in maybe five years. I'll, I'll explain what it is for those listening. The Cave is this YouTube series by um, Kenny Beats. Actually, the first episode of its final fourth season came out, I think it was last week, with uh, Ski Mask the Slump God. But basically, it's this series where Kenny Beats creates, or he brings in an artist. Yeah. You know, for example, this past week, he brought in Ski Mask the Slump God, a rapper, yeah, Crazy I've, I've name, seen by these, the way. For sure. And he's given 10 minutes to create a beat for this artist to go freestyle on. And he's had, you know, an eclectic range of artists. He had Mac DeMarco on there. He had Denzel Curry. He had another producer, The Alchemist, who, I mean, greatest producer name of all time. <laughs> if only he had some clean songs so I would play them on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, I just love The Cave. Uh, definitely something you guys should check out. And, yeah. For sure. Um, we're going to jump into something absolutely way different. Actually, before that, we're going to, we're going to stop. This is, there were, we forgot one song that I wanted to show you if we had time. Um, Let's hear so it. we're going to go back to actually lyrics real quick. Okay. Uh, I was talking about Chet Faker. This is a song by him and Marcus Marr. Um, if you scroll to the top, we have a doc. I'll find it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Jeff Faker's an Australian singer-songwriter. Some of his best work is with Flume. Oh, I love I had, Flume. I had the chance to go to his concert last year, and it was it was an out-of-body experience. I know people say that, and you're like, oh, man, that's that's not very true. Like, if it was out-of-body, you'd be, like, dead. Anyway, <laughs> but that was out-of-body. It was like watching an alien perform. Like, there were crazy lights, and he was, like, moving, like, these arches in the back of him Whoa. with, like, his computer while he was playing songs. I think I saw some of those songs. pictures of those. It was insane. Anyway. Got to see Flume. That's not the artist that's in this song, but he's worked with him a few times. Drop the game, gold Flume rework. A lot of the reworks are like when Flume gets on a song with somebody and he like chops up their lyrics and puts them in different orders, and it's just like amazing. And that's a very electronic music, like EDM artist thing to do. Uh, but Chet Faker is a singer, like through and through. His voice is amazing. He's one of those like. I'm trying to think of like a singer to compare him to. I don't think I have one. It's kind of unique in his own mind. Uh, but this is The Trouble With Us. This is going to be a collab with Marcus Marr. I believe he produced this. Chet Faker sung on it. And it's about a relationship where the emotional aspect of relationship is left behind and the f- physical and sexual takes over. So kind of a tie into, what was the doo-wop? doo-wop. Uh, and that thing, Miss Lauren Hill. Uh, but here is The Trouble With Us, Marcus Marr and Chet Faker. I'm very excited to see what you think of this one, Nick. I'm and excited, here too. here we go. I doubt you know what she said Let's get this off of your chest By here, by now I'm trying to make this a mess We're trying to run in the dark We're making reasons to destroy what we needed Cause we're addicted to bleeding hearts Got me fighting naked, nothing sacred. What's tearing pain off the walls? Nights are made of kissing makeup. It's on the edge of emotional. I see the look in your eyes. Trouble with you. Oh, God, that's the trouble. 
let me under your dress But you won't show me your heart Teach me a lesson, I guess I still go back to the dark I'm trying to clean up the mess Girl, I don't know where to start Burn the season of deliberately needing a fire to burn in our hearts Got me fighting naked, nothing sacred We're tearing pain off the walls Nights are made of kissing makeup It's on the edge of emotional This is your host, Dylan Shove on 88.9 The Bridge. What's up to my dude in the hall right here? Love this guy. He's giving me the wave. Thank you, Sarah, as well. Another guy with the I think the we text posted release. on Spirit Story to listen, and now everybody's like coming by the studio to see if we're in here. Um, so. Playing songs, if, you, if you're just joining us, this is Nick Matone. This is actually Dylan Shove alongside I'm Nick, Nick Matone. Matone. Uh, He's trying sorry. to steal me. Matone. Is that, is that really how you pronounce it? I is that like, like the Ma- correct Matone. way? Matone. Matone? Yeah. Are you like offended when people say Matone? Or no, do you it's want like, Matone? It's like... It's calm. Is it not like mo? Because like au, like French, like o, mo, like o. Well, it's a it's an Italian last name. So oh, it's Italian. Yeah. So I, I don't know how that differs. Matone. I don't know. All Matone. right, I'm just gonna call you Nick Matone. Anyway, we're playing songs. <laughs> two hour live radio jam sesh. Uh, that was the trouble with us. Marcus Marr and Chet Faker. Uh, once again, Australian singer songwriter. He's done a lot of collabs with EDM artist Flume. That's where I get a lot of his songs from. I did a deep dive into kind of his discography recently. I found this one. I was like, man, I gotta play that on the radio. So I just played it. Yeah, um, I really liked it. It was some of the high notes Chet was hitting were just That's like God given wow. like gift that, that you just know that that he he was he was meant to sing. <laughs> anyway, next song we're gonna get into right away. We're gonna go in a silent way. This is off of Miles Davis's album that is also called In a Silent Way. It's got I think four songs on it. This is a really long one. It's nineteen minutes. We're not gonna do the whole thing. But let's see. Uh, what you guys think? I got a story about this one after we play it, and I get back. It's uh, a total, it's, it's a, di- totally different, totally different than, than... than Chet Faker for sure. We're going back all the way to like scroll down. I think it's nineteen nineteen sixty one nineteen sixty nine. Excuse me. So a while ago, Miles Davis, truly one of the greatest uh, composers, jazz, anything. I mean, you, you you name it. That's probably what he is. Anyway, In- influenced a bunch of the artists that I'm going to play later as exactly. well. Exactly. This one's personal to me. Uh, This is In a Silent Way. Here we go. (laughs) 
if you're still with me, this is Miles Davis <laughs> in a silent way. Long, a long one, that one. Exactly. It's actually 19 minutes long, but we only played nine minutes of it. The first two are very special to me because the reason I know of this song, or not the reason I know of this song, the reason I listen to this song is whenever I need, oh, shoot. I just, I just hit the, the table really hard. I know your knee hurts. No, it didn't actually. It was, this, is a, this is not a very hard desk. Anyway, yeah, see? It doesn't hurt That's that bad. That's section. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, I listen to this song whenever I need a mental reset, which is really, really interesting. Do you have one of those songs for you or not? Spirit, Spirit 2.0. The, really? first, the first song Okay, we there we go. Today. So we yeah. both have them on, on our live today. Uh, In a Silent Way, Miles Davis, 1969. This one dropped. I listen to it whenever I need a reset and... I often do it with my Yui Boom playing in the shower with no lights on. Whoa. I put the Yui... <laughs> okay, Whoa. Chill. Chill. No lights on in the shower, sitting on like the, the floor of my shower. I got one of those bathtub showers, you know? Yeah, yeah. So cool. it's it's not as weird to that's do kind, that. That's, that sounds a little bit like sad, though, like in a it, way. It's not very sad. It's like I I just need like... like just chill Things out. are just like crazy. You know, it's chaotic in this world. Common app. And so, all that. you know... In this life, you got to find what works for you, and what works for me is cranking that Miles Davis all the way up, sitting on the the, the bathtub floor while the shower's running over me into my hair, and you know, um, it got a little weird. Anyway, uh, the water's pouring down on me. I'm listening to Miles Davis in a silent way. Honestly, and the first two minutes really are, are very eerie. Um, I was like, I'm just gonna early. I'm just gonna play it while I talk over it um, right now. Is that the first two minutes are just like this right now? Is that it's just very like you almost died and you're in heaven in a way, or uh, or or maybe it's like you almost or you were just born. Yeah, exactly, and that's Your why I kind of listen to it is because it feels like it clears things like out of my head, uh-huh. and everybody has their ways of you know coping with the stressors of life, and yeah. this is one I don't use all the time. It's more of a every few months. So feel that. Yeah. So this is. The reason why I listen I mean, to this song—it's a beautiful song. I don't blame you for using something like, yeah, specifically Miles Davis has a lot of music where it's just so layered, so, so lush. Once again, like, another articulate artist that's very specific with what he does. Facts, and he's articulate without using words, which I find really interesting. Yeah, it's the most impressive part. Um, but that trumpet that kind of comes in about yep. a minute and a half in is really amazing too. And then about two and a half minutes, three minutes into this song. Um, it breaks into just a full, like you're in a jazz club, like all the instruments, full band. And it's just really amazing. So that's one of my favorite parts. That's not more of the mental reset part. That's more of like after I was born or after I clear out the stress, like that, all the like jazz band section is really amazing, uh, in the song. So I hope you liked it too. Um, Miles Davis, truly just one of the greatest, uh, artists to ever live on really the earth. And you know, He's one of the artists that has really inspired this next artist that I'm going to talk about. Uh, this is Jay Dilla, you know, one of my, probably my favorite producer of all time. He's produced for the likes of Common, Kanye West, Most Def, Talib Kweli, just to name four. And is really, he's really just a great, great artist. Shob, I think you need to share that. This what what he said? Yeah, what your dad said. Um, my dad said your bathtub mental reset strategy helps explain our water bills. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> he violated right, you. Jeez. Oh man. Anyway, um, back back keep to going, Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla. Um, man, this album this album has a crazy backstory uh, that I'll get to after the song plays. But this is "Don't Cry" 
by Jay Dilla off his 2006 album, Donuts. Kind of an emotional song, you know, especially when you understand some of the context of this album. I, I didn't explain it to show before he heard this. Uh, that was one of his first times listening to it. And this album, Donuts by Jay Dilla, was recorded while he was in the hospital. Uh, Dilla had a really, really um, like a rare condition and he suffered cardiac arrest and was in the hospital And he re- while he was recording this album. And he continued recording it in the hospital. And I think this song what? specifically... Yeah. Recorded this in the hospital? Swear to I swear to God. Recorded it in the hospital. Because wow. he, he was like he was like practically on his deathbed and Jeez. three days after this album released, he passed away. There's a lot of death in your in your song picks. The other guy, um, Kenny Beats. Kenny Beats, yeah. His yeah, dad yeah. was suffering from cancer while he made the album. And it's he just, eventually passed away, right? Or I believe not. I believe so. Okay. Unfortunate. And I mean this album is just like st- I guess it's staying strong. Or I mean this song, Don't Cry. Obviously, the title "Don't Cry," but the sentiment of staying strong through, you know, suffering, and it's just, it's just, a, it's kind of a, a really, really sad song. Um, and the whole album is a little bit sad, but, mm. but it's also like you can be produ- you can, you know, leave a lasting impact on people, even you know, when you're going through stuff. And this album has influenced so many artists. Like, you know, we played a, a rap song earlier by Just Blaze, uh, or by j electronica and it was produced <laughs> I was by, like what <laughs> it was produced by just blaze and he cites uh jay dilla the way he used his drums as one of the, the biggest influences for him along yeah. with uh you know an artist we'll get to later knowledge once again bingo word intertextuality man everything's yeah. influenced by everything exactly Truly, it's all linked and jay dilla cited miles davis as one of his influences uh you know especially he made a lot of jazz rap especially for artists like common and kanye west and he sampled a bunch of Miles Davis's songs. So, 
just you know connections that weren't even intentional today. It's unbelievable. It really is. We just picked a bunch of songs we liked, and they all link in a way. Yeah, it's just wild. And wild I, I don't know. I just I really really recommend everyone to listen to this album, Donuts. Uh, it's forty six it. minutes I'll long, all instrumental. But it's just all a great instrumental. Listen. Wow. Or like I mean, you can hear the song. There are samples. There are words and whatnot. There's even a flipped. Um, oh my God! Be- there's a flipped Beastie Boys song in there, huh. which is really interesting. So it's just it's just a piece of art. Uh, Your favorite producer of all art. time, I'm reading here, right? Favorite producer of all time. Wow. I mean, some of the songs he's produced. Not Alchemist. <sighs> I have a, I have a big three of Madlib. Or that's the greatest producer of all time. You're saying okay? There's a difference. <sighs> there's so many. There's three. Favorite there's there's like a three headed Mount Rushmore of Al- the Alchemist, Jay Dilla, and Madlib. Yeah. All three of them are brilliant. Yeah, Madlib. Madlib works with MF Doom a lot, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's- Unfortunate that MF Doom passed away last year, right, or two years ago? Yeah, last year. Wow. Or, no, no, I'm sorry. I think it was two years ago. Okay. Rest in peace to another legend. Exactly. It all it all links. It all links, It's the man. theme of today. Interlinked. It's like um, that one movie. I don't know. Have you seen it? <laughs> what, what do you mean by that? Oh, my God. <laughs> Interlinked. It's like from that movie Blade Runner 2049 oh, okay. or something. Or something yeah. like Interlinked. Well, show it's one of your songs now, isn't it? Yeah, Hopefully I don't think I don't think it links happier. to uh, Jay Dilla, but it's um, <laughs> Sleepwalk Santo and Johnny. I found this on TikTok, I think, which is really depressing and lame. But any, anyway, <laughs> but it's still a banger. I found, yeah, I found a lot of remixes. Now I found this like a year ago though, so I've I've really appreciated it for its non TikTok origins, and I've dove into the the background background story of kind of how this was made. So this is by Santo and Johnny and they're, they're two brothers, Santo and Johnny Farina and they're an instrumental rock and roll band in the 1950s, which shocked to me that I didn't know that was a huge thing or maybe it wasn't, maybe they're a minority in what they do or did. Um, but 1950s, this came out in 59. This is sleepwalk. Um, I'll get into kind of what's being used, which really fascinates me, but and also the backstory, because this links to the police uh, and Sting story that we talked about earlier, where he was drunk one night, wrote this song, woke up, remembered it, and wow. changed it, altered it a little bit. So mm-hmm. it's really interesting. Once again, it all links. So I guess it links to <laughs> earlier. It doesn't uh, link to Jay Dilla's song we just listened to, but uh, this is Sleepwalk. It was number one on Billboard Hot 100 and won a gold record. So truly, truly um, was a great classic um, back, back in the day for it. sure. You've definitely heard this, Nick. So we're going to do it right here. This is Sleepwalk by Santo and Johnny.
I'm sorry, I was muttering to myself because that yeah, song is so eerie. Yep. And it makes sense that it inspired Stephen King to write his first screenplay about it for the movie Sleepwalkers, which I'm sure is a scary movie because it's Stephen King. Yeah, Sleepwalk, Santo and Johnny, uh, the song I just played, 1959. Once again, hit number one on Billboard Hot 100 and won a gold record. This is, the, this is fascinating, too, a little bit of a statistic. Last instrumental to hit number one in the 1950s, Nick. So, Jeez. I mean, it did come out in 1959, but still. Um, pretty amazing. I'm um, sure not that many instrumentals. Well, I don't know. I'm not a music, music historian, but there couldn't have been that many instrumentals hitting, the, hitting number 100 in the 50s anyway. I feel like uh, not because that was like the Elvis Presley era and yeah them and right them before but. golden era of hip, of uh, not hip hop rock, <laughs> rock and roll jeez <laughs> losing calm, my mind calm. once again instrumental rock and roll band Santo and Johnny Farina um little backstory on how they came to be and make this song as well as make any of their songs um their dad actually convinced them to pl- learn how to play st- the steel guitar and write their own music um so. Shout out to all the dads out there. Shout out my dad, even though I'm running up his water bill like I was talking about earlier. <laughs> uh, so Wikipedia, I'm going to cite this, a little bit of his story, very similar to Stang's Walking on the Moon, the police. Uh, he was, uh, this. I think it was Johnny. Um, no, it was both of them. They were unable to fall asleep one night after a gig, so the Farina brothers decided to write some music using the tape recorder that their dad actually gave them uh, to first record the harmonies to what would become Sleepwalk. So they weren't sleepwalking when they wrote this, but it was... Late at night, very near, which is very similar to Sting and how he was intoxicated one night and came up with the harmonies and the melodies of "Walking on the Moon," the reggae song by the Police, um, which came out in the seventies. Man, that song um, is so eerie, so ethereal, so creepy. I love it's it. It's very creepy. It's very awesome. The steel guitar is is such a unique sound that I swear is not used that much in I anything. Agree. And I don't know. I, I don't feel know. like it was kind of a blip in time. For, I don't, for this song. I don't know it. much about steel guitar really and don't the history either. of the guitar, but I know I, I haven't heard many sounds like the one I just listened to. It, it almost, vi- it's like vibrates. It has its own like resonance. It It's like, it's fluttering. Like if it was a line, it would be like a shaky yeah, line yeah, 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 in a way. Yeah, for sure. It, the, the airwaves, you can almost picture them when, when you imagine the sound. Man, just really, really interesting song. Uh, I don't Did know how. Did you like gonna, it? Oh, I loved it. It's already yeah, okay. on, it's on my playlist. I was adding that. As we, there's as I there's was a listening. few different versions I have of it. Um, there's the original Santo and Johnny version, and then there's another version that's more. Uh, it's almost like when you airbrush a photo and make it look all dolled up. There's like a version of, that like reminds me of that. That's done by a different artists. I can't remember, but for some reason, I a re- lot of people cover it. I really feel like this song was in either like Goodfellas or, <laughs> or, um, oh, the Irishman. Or one of those like Maybe. old mobster movies that re- recounts the fifties. I really think it, it was. It would fit the fit the the mold for sure. For sure, and just what a great song. Yeah. I mean, I really loved it. I really did. Yeah, uh, and you've you've heard it before. Was it correct to say that or not? Have you not? I don't think so. Okay, but it felt familiar. Not. Like it feels like one of those songs that as soon as it touches your ears, you're like, wait. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah, it for sure. Even though you may not, mm-hmm. but. Next, coming up, we have two songs by another prolific producer, Knowledge. Uh, Knowledge is really most known for his remixes of Meek Mill freestyles. So mm-hmm. Meek Mill is this rapper from Philadelphia who, you know, before going mainstream and honestly dropping a bunch of music that's really not good, in my opinion, <laughs> he, 
he Who, had Meek Mill. Meek or, Mill, okay. Meek Mill, not Knowledge, but okay. Meek Mill had the, like a vast amount of these freestyles on YouTube, and Knowledge would take them, chop them up, really, really just make them just totally into this new thing. And I love them so much, but unfortunately, they're all explicit, so we can't play any of that. But Knowledge has many albums of just his beats, and these okay. are two of my favorites. This is Don't Be Afraid and Make It Live Forever, both by We're Knowledge. going back to back on these? Back to back. All right, sweet. So first is Don't Be Afraid and then Make It Live Forever. You heard the man. Let's dive right in. Don't Be Afraid. This is your host, Dylan Schaub, on 89 The Bridge. That is knowledge. Just make it live forever. And Nick Matone, tell me a little bit about the producer uh, and, you know, what you what you really love. 
I mean, I just love the way he flips samples and just turns them all upside down and all around. And like, especially in that's uh, in the first song, Don't Be Afraid, he uses this. I don't even know who, because when I tried searching it up, I couldn't even find the sample. But he he found this sample of a woman saying, don't be afraid or singing, don't be afraid. And it's just it's just crazy the way he chopped it up, flipped it up and around and just made it something new and special. And, you know, he really has all the chops that you look for in a producer. You know, he can use samples. His drums are really good and all that. A show. And I just I love I love those two songs a lot. I love how you're like the in-house expert for the show on all the the hip hop producing because I am not knowledgeable in that in that area. I only the only cool commit um, the only cool uh, connection I made was the Mad Lib to uh, MF, MF Doom. Doom. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I know that man. man I'm, I'm really into that stuff. Like, MF Doom is another like great artist. It. That I think I think the next time we have this show, show the Doom Show, <laughs> the Doom Show, we might have to get some MF Doom. All right, I call all caps. <laughs> And it's you know what? Songs. You know what? MF Doom has some instrumental songs that may make a feature later on. So, but it's Sounds one of your good. songs now, Shob. Sounds good. Um, we're gonna do "When Sunny Gets Blue." This is another more of a jazz song. Um, this is McCoy Tyner. I actually found this song listening to the Spotify DJ. Uh, so, if you if you haven't checked it out yet, Spotify has its own AI DJ because you know every company. That, you know, you're using on your phone now, wants to make an AI thing. And actually, it's kind of helpful that Spotify made this. I'm going to stop hating. Um, but the AI DJ named, I think it's X. He's named X. Um, he, he gives you songs that are related to your library, things that you like, things that you don't know yet. It's it's basically what they were already doing with the Discover Weekly, but just with the DJ. And it's kind of like a radio-esque uh, thing where he'll fade out songs, fade in songs, talk to you in between them, kind of like I'm doing. So I hope you appreciate the human voice, not X. Uh, that is me. So keep coming back to the show. Nick and I will be on, uh, hopefully get the PR out a little earlier when our shows are going to be uh, on the 88 and the bridge Instagram story. But this is going to be McCoy Tyner's when Sunny gets blue. Another miles Davis S song. This is around the same time. I think it's eight years earlier in 61. Um, and here we go. When Sunny gets blue. Thank you. 
That was McCoy Tyner's When Sunny Gets Blue, another mile, similar to Miles Davis when we played in a silent way. Hope you're loving the show thus far. We have a few more songs, one of Nick's, one of mine. That was um, a beautiful song. You love that one? What you like about it? No, no, you're good. Just the sound it sound reminded me a little bit of going to sleep when there's pitter patter of rain on the roof. <laughs> if that makes sense, you know, like a calm calm sleep with the just the droplets hidden and you're about to fall asleep after a long day and felt really tranquil and really calming to me. That's what stuck to me about it. Um, I think I was in the gym when it played from really? my Spotify DJ, and I, I just let it play. Um, so that was pretty. That was pretty chill. Um, but I understand kind of the chill vibe you're getting from it, um, for sure. It 100%. stuck out to me in that way. My mom texted, "This reminds me of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood." I had to look up what that even was. It's, oh it's wow! Just, it's a show it, I, from this from 1968. I know about so. that show actually, and yeah, it does in a way. Really? Okay. It does. So you, you I can see relate. It. I see it. So. <laughs> Actually, it does remind me of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood a little bit. Interesting. Okay, awesome. Uh, if you want to do something like that, you don't have my personal number, but you want to text or call on the station, I think the text service right now is down, actually, so I don't know why I'm advertising it. Anyway, if you want to call into the station, 206-275-9104, we're on for another 10 minutes. We're not taking requests, unfortunately. We're going to have two more songs, but if you want to contribute to the conversation, be a part of the great things we're doing here with 89 The Bridge, you can do so. 206-275-9104. Um, What's the next song, Nick? Okay. What do we got? We have one of the most, uh, honestly, like another enigma, another producer <laughs> who's just like really, really, he's from Japan. His name is Nujabase, and he you is killed it. a killed major, that I did, I, I, I was practicing, <laughs> but he is a major inspiration to really like every hip hop producer and all hip, instrumental hip hop producers. Um, like there's no knowledge. There's no Kenny Beats without Nujabase. Uh, this is Sea of Cloud by Nujabase off his 2005 record, Modal Soul. Let's do it.
That was Sea of Cloud by Nuja Base on KMIH 89 The Bridge. I'm Nick, Dylan. Yep. And that was my last song that I chose uh, on this two-hour jam sesh between me and Shobe. And, man, just one of the most... One of my favorite uh, albums One of my ever. favorites of today. I think it's in the top three, honestly. Really? Yeah, I like I'm that glad. one. I'm glad. It's really calming, just really ethereal in a way. And it's, he, Nuja Bass was one Word of, like, of the day. <laughs> ethereal. Yeah. I didn't know that's how you pronounce that. I always thought it was like ethereal. <laughs> ethereal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not going to lie. Yeah. I don't think that's correct. No, it's probably yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> but back to Nuja Bass, he, he was one of like the first producers to really lean into that lo-fi hip-hop uh ethereal study yeah ethereal ethereal vibes study music and i always go to his album modal soul for a little bit of study session seshing and uh (laughs) that's a made-up word too (laughs) yeah sea of cloud that was that was beautiful we were talking about how the sounds you're kind of cracking jokes like it sounds like there's a little bit of shaking in the back. I thought of like car keys, like kind of clanging against each other on your lanyard. I thought about uh, like ice hitting other ice in like a bowl of water or a bowl of water. It's like, like almost a, like a glass. tambourine. Uh, Something. <laughs> I don't know, man. It all sounds good. That's the thing about music. You can just be like, I don't yeah. know what that is, but it sounds great. And then you just listen to it. Yeah, me and Shob are kind of so losing simple. it two hours in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have 20 minute periods after this, but you know, it's been a good warm up to the day. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this out here. Um, we have San Jose. This is by Freddie King. Uh, he's an American blues guitarist, singer songwriter. Uh, big influence on electric blues music with this song, uh, the electric guitar. Uh, he used this back in '61, so it was really early in the days of. Well, it wasn't really. It was like around when Zeppelin and everybody was getting into it, um, away from the acoustic uh, vibe. Uh, but this one. I don't even know. I think it was like on my Discover Weekly once again. Another one of those songs. Uh, But we're going to get right here San Jose by Freddie King right here.
That was San Jose by Freddie King. This is your host, Dylan Shovel, and Aiden on the Bridge. I'm Nick Matone. Exactly, alongside Nick Matone. Uh, Two-hour jam sesh is coming to a close, but just to talk about that one really quickly, Freddie King, once again, American blues guitarist, um, used the electric guitar and um, really had a big influence on electric uh, blues music that was to follow after he kind of made this song. So it's been the theme of today. Talked about a lot of producers influenced by other producers. Uh, people wouldn't be where they would be without Miles Davis. P- people wouldn't be where they would be without Nuja Bass, uh, another, uh, would you say, Japanese uh, producer that yep. influenced Kenny Beats, who we listened to earlier. We've been through a lot of songs if you're just joining, so a lot of history happened on this show. Uh, did two hours of live radio. It's been really fun. Love it. Um, big range of music. I mean, oh we spanned goodness. 50s, 60s, 2010s uh, recently. 2000s. We did 2023. We we started with Sanfa, and we kind of just went downhill back into time a little bit. Yeah. It's a little bit a musical time machine today. I, th- I think uh, we yeah. got a song from almost every decade except for the 70s. Yeah. I think we missed 70s. And ni- did we hit 90s? I yes, th- we, yes did. we did. Yes, we did with Warhill. Um but no, we hit we hit seventies with uh, police. I think it was seventy nine. Oh, um, that's right. Yep. So we hit, let's see. Did we, so, did we get the eighties? We got the fifties. We got the sixties. We got the seventies. Um, we got the eighties. We might have missed. We might have missed the the disco. You know, puffy hair. I don't you know. think that's a bad thing. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Could have every, snuck some talking heads in there, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Maybe for every, next time. Everybody has their thing uh, with the eighties. Um, but yeah, we've had everything uh, up up. To beside that, uh, it's been really fun. Um, All I know is I have to show my dad that San Jose song. He's gonna love that. <laughs> yeah, that that one. It just never stops. It picks up. It goes, and it has no like intro beginning. Like when I was playing that song right off of our voices, like I knew the fade in was gonna be really aggressive because it's just guitar like from zero 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 seconds all the way till the end of it. It gets um, straight to it. Yeah, straight it, to it the fade, action. It has a fade on the actual song in the end, but. It's really just constant, and the way he chooses when to when to speed up the the the, the cadence a little bit, and when to when to take it down and hit a few notes on a few higher notes. Um, I mean, when I talk about guitar, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't know jack about playing guitar, but <laughs> I, I yeah exactly. <laughs> I just get on here and I'm like, hey, you know that guitar was really sick, man. And you know, from exactly. Freddie King to uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Page. Page today that was a really fun to talk guitar we talked everything i mean hip-hop to rock exactly instrumental music i mean i loved it and you know i'm definitely gonna take away some of the songs that you showed me show the trouble with us by marcus marr and chet faker i really enjoyed same with sleepwalk a Uh, lot of great ones i enjoyed the kenny beats exhibit c is killer doo-wop that thing miss lauren hill classic a lot of good stuff I was really happy to get on the air with you today, Nick. Um, As well with you, Show. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you all Um, for listening. Thanks for listening. Drive safe. Love the people around you. Keep listening to 88.9 The Bridge. And see you later. Ciao.